You are Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and FanRag Sports. What's up, everybody? How's it going? My name's Patrick Zajac, your host of Locked On Angels, minor league play-by-play broadcaster and first-row rider of the emotional sports roller coaster that is Angels Baseball. Welcome to your Daily Angels update here on Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and Fan Rag Sports. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Got another action-packed show for you as we inch closer and closer to opening day. Cannot wait for the Angels to get out of Arizona, head on down to Southern California, Uh, Play some exhibition games against the Dodgers. That's what's on the docket next week before the team opens up, of course, against the Oakland Athletics there in Northern California. As far as today's show goes, we're talking about Shohei Otani. In the top story today, had his last spring training start back on Friday against the Colorado Rockies, and it didn't go all too well. Uh, We'll break that down and kind of go over some of the ramifications of that start, if there are any. Uh, Later on, we'll go studs and duds of the weekend. Three studs, three duds from spring training action. Who fared well, who didn't? And then lastly, how the spring training battles are shaping up as we just have, I think, about five or six spring training games left, or I should say Cactus League games, before the team breaks for a couple of exhibition games against the Dodgers before they open up things for opening day next Thursday. Just a week and a half away, 10 short days, and we cannot wait here on Locked on Angels. Let's get right down to it because, like I said, we got an awesome, awesome show for this Monday for you. First up, Shohei Otani. Now, man, Shohei Otani was roughed up on Friday against the Colorado Rockies. All told, one and a third innings pitched, seven earned runs on seven hits, two home runs given up, one to Ian Desmond and another to Nolan Arenado, which uh, I I will go out and say that Nolan Arenado is my favorite baseball player not named Mike Trout. That's also not on the Angels, of course. I love Nolan Arenado, local Southern California boy. In any case, the story show Hey Otani, Uh, and basically he has not performed at least to expectations now. Now, granted, uh, expectations were obscenely high going into the season. I think that's fair to say, and he hasn't lived up to him. But then again, let's take a step back. We've gone over this before. Still spring training. Spring training statistics mean literally nothing um, to overall performance over the course of the season. It has no bearing whatsoever on how a team will fare uh, when the regular season kicks around. That's been proven. That's been studied. There is no correlation between spring training and how a person does during the regular season. So Shohei Otani does have that going for him in that, you know, he's working on things as is everybody else. It's just unfair since Shohei Otani, his every move is literally watched by media, by fans, by other players. This guy can't go anywhere, can't do anything without being heavily, heavily scrutinized. 
And it's all because of the hype surrounding him. He's attempting to do what really no one in our generation, our generation of fans has ever seen a baseball player do. As for his last start on Friday, I gave you the statistics. It was that second inning that was really troublesome. Had a promising first inning, couple of strikeouts, uh, even though he did walk a guy um, and gave up another hit. But, man, that second inning rolls around, and Shohei Otani just gave up a lot of hard-hit balls. That's been a big problem for him as of late. It seems to have trouble sitting down for a longer period of time. The Angels' offense went to work a little bit in that bottom of the first inning, creating a little bit more of a lengthier inning than is normally expected as for like a, you know, one, two, three inning. And Shohei Otani struggled, just never got into a rhythm in that second inning, didn't record a single out before giving up seven earned runs. Now, do I see the Angels holding him back? That's been a common question that's been brought up. It was brought up before his last start on Friday, and it was brought up even more so through the weekend. A lot of scouts that have been asked, you know, should the Angels hold hold him back in AAA? Do you think he's ready? A lot of scouts saying no, they don't think he's ready. And again, Shohei Otani is 23 years old. So the question, not that far-fetched. I know all the hype that surrounded Otani um, coming out of, the Japanese pro league there, what he can do with both on both sides, both on offense and defense. It's a fair question to ask, especially given his struggles now as he adjusts to baseball here in the United States. But if you had to ask me, I'm a betting man, as I've said before on this podcast, I still think he breaks the team opening opening day roster. He's certainly not going to be the opening day starter. I think Garrett Richards has that all but locked up. We're pretty much just waiting on an announcement from Mike Sosha. Uh, that's pretty much how the rotation has lined up as of late in spring ball here. Uh, that's So that's going to be Garrett Richards' job. I don't know. I can't really speculate where they intend to slot in Shohei Otani from there. It all depends, you know, like we've speculated before and talked with some guests about Angels have a lot of off days in the month of April to start the season, so I'm sure I'm sure they'll plan out the first few weeks of the regular season, you know, lay it all out there. All right, in a perfect world, how do we want our rotation to set up to give everyone, you know, the ideal amount of days off, specifically Shohei Otani, so they can monitor his innings, monitor his workload, keep him as comfortable as possible during the most hectic time of his life, not only adjusting to life in the United States, but again, as we hearken back to in the beginning of the episode, this dude has his every single move watched, every single mistake is heavily criticized and scrutinized, every single motion that he makes at the at the on the mound, every single swing and miss at the plate, you know, Everyone weighs in with their opinion on him. I'm trying to just sit back and watch this kid develop. I do not want to, you know, put the book out on Shohei Otani right now through three weeks of spring training and say, all right, we know what he is. This is what he's going to be. Dude's 23 years of age. I mentioned this on the show before. This is where I think the biggest argument comes into play in terms of holding Shohei Otani back in AAA for a couple of weeks. Angels call him up. Let's say he does start the season in AAA. Angels call him up after April 12th. That means you get an extra year of control on Shohei Otani. The Angels organization would have another year of Otani on the books at a controllable salary. Think about that for a second. And it's been done before. The Chicago Cubs did it most notably with Chris Bryant and and, and all the hoopla surrounding that. 
they speculate that if you're able to get Otani for that extra year and he performs to the expectations that the Angels do expect him to, let's say, let's say the optimist point of view, he does. He becomes an above average hitter and a sensational thrower on the mound. That season, that extra year could be worth $30 million in value, and you wouldn't be paying Otani anywhere close to that, and it would take him through his age 29 season. A lot of good prime years in there. Now, that being said, you start him down in AAA, does that mess with the kid's confidence? He's only 23 years of age. This is his first go-round. He's expected, I don't know if he he himself expected to light the world on fire right from the get-go. But let's keep in mind, Shohei Otani, he foregoed spending two more years in the Japanese league to where had he waited those two years, played in Japan, then came over to the United States after a couple more years, he would have stand to make a contract or been able to sign a contract that would have been worth easily over $100 million passed up on the money opportunity because he wanted to come to the United States and show what he has now. Does that mess with his confidence? By all by all accounts, so far what we've seen of Shohei Otani, he's a very charismatic kid, handles pressure very well, talks to the media very eloquently, you know, has a good head on his shoulders, but you start messing with a guy's confidence, an athlete's confidence, especially in the sport of baseball, which is such a thinking man's game already, such a difficult game to play where if you get in your own head, it could spell disaster. And that that I don't think that's worth the risk when it comes to Shohei Otani. If he struggles, let's say, the first month or two of the regular season, all right, then let's talk about, you know, maybe it's time for him to get some seasoning down in AAA and go from there. And maybe that means the hype fizzles a little bit. Angels can afford to do that. I think the media storm that would surround Otani and the Angels should they send him down to AAA would be far worse then if he struggles a little bit from the get-go, and then they send him down. But the optimist's point of view in me, I think he's going to be just fine once the regular season rolls around. I still believe, despite the 2-for-24 start at the plate, and despite you know some ghastly numbers on the mound, the stuff has certainly been there. The talent cannot be denied there. Hitting-wise, we haven't quite seen it. We've seen it in batting practice, but anyone can hit, you know, I'm not saying anyone can hit 500-foot-plus bombs in batting practice, but, you know, any major leaguer can look good in batting practice. Shohei Otani still getting adjusted. Again, let's not overreact. Everything's going to be just fine. Opening day's coming around very soon, 10 days away. Think about that when you're thinking about the struggles of Shohei Otani and what might happen in the worst-case scenarios. Coming up next, the studs and does of the weekend, the final full weekend in Arizona in the team for the team as the Angels will finish up uh, next Sunday with an exhibition at Angel Stadium against the Dodgers before playing two exhibition games at Dodger Stadium on Monday and Tuesday, the off day on Wednesday, getting ready for opening day in Oakland on Thursday. But first, a little bit of housekeeping. If you want to sponsor the show, you know someone that want, or you know someone that might want to, lockedonangels at gmail.com. Hit us up. Rates are always reasonable, as you know. And if you guys want to buy Angels tickets to get ready for the season, Go to 714 Tickets. They are absolutely fantastic right there on Catella, right in between Honda Center and Angel Stadium. 714 Tickets. When you buy those Angel tickets online, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Get 10% off your order, your entire order. 10% off. You just use that promo code LOCKEDON.
All right, coming up before the end of the show, we'll update you on some spring training battles and where they stand heading into the final weekend of Cactus League ball. But first, the studs and duds of the weekend, and let's start with the studs. Nick Tropiano, Sunday start against the Texas Rangers, five and a third innings pitched, nine strikeouts, two walks, just two hits surrendered, and most importantly, no runs given up. I think everyone has speculated that Nick Tropiano probably starts the year at AAA, given that he is so far removed from pitching in meaningful games due to Tommy John surgery. He hasn't pitched since 2016. Um, And, of course, injuries and health issues abound in the Angels' rotation. But right now, I think it's a clear lock that the Angels break camp with the six guys that we've talked about the most in the rotation. That's Richards, that's Otani, Shoemaker, Skaggs, Heaney and JC Ramirez. JC Ramirez, remember, out of options. Now, back to Shohei Otani. If he gets sent down to AAA, I think more than likely Nick Tropiano is the man to take his spot and also the man to take his spot should Shohei Otani struggle in the first month or two of the season on the mound. But right now, I think Tropiano is destined to start, be the ace in AAA and the first man up should any of the Angels starters get hurt or struggle or that sort of thing. Tropiano, certainly he will be up with the club at some point injuries. You know, you you don't always just go and send out five or six guys in the rotation and keep those same five or six for the entire regular season. So to have some actual quality depth and guys, you know, you can count on like Nick Tropiano, that will be awesome for the angels to have all season long and a very, very encouraging start for Nick Tropiano this past Sunday. Another stud of the weekend, Zach Cozart has now brought that batting average in spring training up to over 300 at 303, looking strong defensively at third. I know he made an error back on Sunday, but also turned a nice double play, has made a couple of nice diving snags. I mean, dude looks like a shortstop that has moved to third base, and generally speaking, that tends to go fairly well for those guys making that switch a little more less intensive position offensively he looks to pick be picking up right where he left off from 2017 we mentioned the change in his hands and his batting stance and all that his entire offensive approach and how that paid off for him at the plate in 2017 it's looking like it's carrying over and Zach Cozart has a chance you know a bit more under radar under the radar move for the Angels and Billy Epler this offseason if he can certainly surprise and give you that 2017 production at the plate in 2018, hitting 6th and 7th in the order, this Angels lineup could be something big. Last stud of the weekend, that'll be Cole Calhoun, the hottest Angels regular position player at the plate this spring, hitting over 400. Dude has been hitting the ball the other way, which has been good to see. Cole Calhoun, you know, known as a big pull hitter, and we mentioned, you know, how the lowering of the right field wall at Angel Stadium might add 5 to 8 homers on the season for Calhoun, but him hitting the ball the other way, seeing the ball real well at the plate right now. Again, another guy hitting in the middle to lower half of that Angels lineup, taking on more of a role player spot. This Angels lineup with guys settling into more defined and established roles, roles that they've played their entire careers, it only makes everybody more comfortable, everybody more calm at the plate especially, and these guys can feed off of each other. And Cole Calhoun, a big clubhouse guy, guy that, you know, that lunch pail type attitude, a guy that'll just come in, do his job every single day, no complaints, he'll hustle, he'll bring energy, plays great defense in right field. 
I'm excited for Cole Calhoun. I'm excited for this entire Angels team, but especially Calhoun and Cozart, as of late, they've been especially strong at the plate. Good to see. Angels are going to need those guys to produce this season if they have any playoff hopes. Duds of the weekend. Do have to talk about some duds? Shohei Otani has to be in the duds list. Uh, given his lackluster performance so far this spring. As I mentioned, seven earned runs in his last start on Friday and just two of 24 at the plate on offense. It's been a rough go of things for Shohei Otani at the plate. He's looked overmatched at times, but again, he's getting used to things and he doesn't get to take batting practice every single day. Doesn't get to take swings every single day like a position player in the majors does. And that's going to be the biggest challenge, I think, for him at the plate is not being able to see live pitching each and every single day, starting from scratch every 48 to 72 hours, you know? It's tough. I can't attest to, you know, how tough that is, but there's a reason why uh, position players in Major League Baseball take batting practice each and every day during the regular season. You have to you have to keep those mechanics going. You have to keep everything fresh. You have to keep your body feeling great. It, it's all... It's all muscle memory, man. Being able to be locked in, see the baseball well, takes a veteran in order to keep that consistent performance, and that's going to be a big, big, big point of emphasis for Shohei Otani and his development as a hitter. Can he do it? That's where the biggest question marks have been in terms of Shohei Otani. Everyone seems to agree that he has the stuff to succeed at a very high level on the mound, but at the plate, that's where... He's certainly a little bit behind. The power's been there. Well, we've seen it in spring training. Just haven't quite seen it in live games yet. So Shohei Otani lands on the duds list. Blake Parker, another dud of the weekend. Another tough outing, giving up two earned runs. Has an ERA over eight this spring. The split finger hasn't really been there for him so far. That off-speed pitch that got him so many swings and misses last season. I'm not worried about Blake Parker just yet. Maybe a little bit, just because, you know, struggles in spring training. We, we're all human. We all tend to overreact and get emotional about these things a little bit, even as we try not to. But Blake Parker, expect him to be a stalwart at the back end of the bullpen. And if not, Angels do have a few guys that are locked in that can that can take over for him if need be and have Blake Parker settle in. I'm still expecting big things out of Blake Parker this season. Reimer Liriano is the last dud of the weekend. Uh, sort of fallen off the map now in that fourth outfield race. We speculated, you know, with Eric Young Jr. and Michael Hermosillo getting called down to AAA that it was basically down to Reimer Liriano and Chris Young for that final outfield spot. But Reimer Liriano average now falling to 211, whereas I think last week when we left off, it was in the high 200s, maybe even touching 300. But... It looks like now that Chris Young finally healthy, uh, Reimer Liriano, he's definitely lost that battle for the fourth outfield spot. But good depth to have at the AAA level. Since he's not a part of the 40-man roster, the fact that he doesn't have any options does not matter. Angels can send him down to Salt Lake and AAA and bring him up if need be. It was then it would then be after you know calling him up, calling back down, he would have to go through waivers. But for now, good depth to have. Major league experience. Talented guy. This could certainly fit in should the Angels have an injury in the outfield. I'm not saying he could fill in for Mike Trout. Nobody could. But good to have some depth. And Reimer Liriano has shown flashes this spring to make me comfortable with him moving forward. 
That's going to do it for studs and duds of the weekend. Coming up next, our update on where some spring training battles stand heading into the final week of spring training. The more hotly contested one, I think, has been the backup infielder role where uh, the dark horse candidate to start spring, Colin Walsh, absolutely set the world, or I should say set Tempe on fire. Let's not get too overemphasizing things. Colin Walsh was on fire. We thought, you know, this guy has the inside track to be that backup infielder. Then the news came that he gets sent down to AAA or option down to AAA, as does Jose Fernandez. And with Nolan Fontana only taking nine at-bats and never really getting a good look this spring, it's pretty much come down that backup infielder job to David Fletcher and Caleb Cowart, but I think all signs are pointing to Caleb Cowart. He had the extended stint in 2017 on the club, was the primary second baseman for about two to three weeks before he cooled off. Guy that can play second and third, uh, fill in a bit. Can't Hasn't played short at all in his career, but Zach Cozart is the de facto backup there at that position as Andrelton Simmons one isn't going to take many days off and if he does you slide Cozart over to short and more more than likely Luis Valbuena takes a spot at third just to give some guys some days off during the regular season and again Angels a lot of days off in the first two months of the season so giving guys rest days and rest games isn't going to be a huge point for Mike Sosha early on in the year especially these guys have had a full off season they're absolutely fresh no need to give days off in the beginning of the year it's those dog days of summer you know, June, July, August, where uh, guys start to get fatigued a little bit, getting ready for the stretch run. That's where it's important to get days off. But in any case, this job right now is for Caleb Cowards to lose. I think he certainly starts the year as that backup infielder, making the 25-man roster, even though David Fletcher has had a hot spring. Uh, David Fletcher could use a little more seasoning, in my opinion, in the minor leagues. Um, doesn't have any major league experience. Caleb Cowart looked for him as your backup infielder. At least that's where it's look, looking like with about five or six days left of Cactus League action. Fourth outfielder spot is another one that we thought would be a battle going into spring ball, but it hasn't really panned out that way. Chris Young, given that he has a major league deal, thought to be the front runner ever since his signing, and not much has changed despite him not really playing at all. Due to his injury, Reimer Liriano had, you know, a little bit of an up and down spring. He kind of looked to be that final candidate to overtake Chris Young, but that never panned out. Eric Young Jr. optioned down to triple A, so he's out of the running. And Michael Hermosillo as well. A bit of a long shot in that fourth outfielder spot, but got a look nonetheless. Didn't quite perform in spring ball. He's going to be... Uh, I, the talent is there for Michael Hermosillo, and a lot of talent in the minor leagues at the outfield spots for the Angels across the board. That's somewhere definitely that the Angels have plentiful depth, in my opinion, in terms of talent coming through the pipeline and something to get excited about moving forward uh, for the Angels organization. Going to be a lot of fun to watch those guys develop. Final bullpen spots. Now, this is still, I think, the, the battle for the final one or two bullpen spots is still very much alive. You have five locks, in my opinion, in the bullpen, and we kind of talked about it at the end of last week. Blake Parker, Cam Bedrosian, Jim Johnson, Jose Alvarez, and Keaton Middleton, all locks to make the roster, in my opinion. That means there's two spots left after the six rotation guys that we mentioned at the top of the show. More than likely, Angels carrying 13 pitchers. So two spots left for four guys is how I see it. 
Parker Bridwell, Noah Ramirez, Luke Bard, and Blake Wood. Parker Bridwell, if you want to have more of a long relief option, I don't know if that's necessarily necessary given, again, those off days in the first month or two of the season. You're going to have a six-man rotation. If that six-man J.C. Ramirez is more of a hybrid role, then he's not exactly pitching on a firm schedule, can make some spot appearances here and there. I don't know if that long relief option is necessary for the Angels to start the year, which is why I think Parker Bridwell starts in Salt Lake in AAA. No Ramirez has pitched well in spring. I think right now he has a spot solidified in the bullpen. We saw a good look at Ramirez in 2017. I think he plays a larger role moving forward now, and his spring training performance has certainly backed that up. And then it comes down to maybe Luke Bard and Blake Wood, both up and down springs. I think... Uh, it's tough because Luke Bard is a Rule 5 draft pick, so if the if he does not make and stay with the Angels' big league roster all season long, Angels have to give him up. And Blake Wood signed a major league deal this offseason with the club. Do the Angels maybe start with, with 14 pitchers? I think that's a little absurd and really thin, putting you really thin on bench spots. Maybe that means Caleb Cowart is the odd man out there and doesn't make the roster. So you can have those two guys in, but that's going to be a battle still that's going to forge over these last final days. I don't think it's been decided yet. John Lamb and Ian Kroll were also in the mix, but I think their spring training performance uh, has made it easy to, to point them in the other direction. So four guys for two bullpen spots. That's what I'm going to be looking forward to and looking closely at through this final week of spring ball. All right, that, that's your uh, spring training battles update, guys. And that's going to do it for today's show. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Tuesday, we'll bring you another down on the farm report, updating you on some Angels minor leaguers and prospects to get excited about as we do every Tuesday on the show. And we'll slowly, slowly, slowly get you ready for the end of spring training as the week moves along. Well, guys, I'm Patrick Zajac. You can find me at other Pat Zajac on Twitter. Most importantly, be sure to follow our Twitter page, at Locked On Angels. Subscribe, rate, review us. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Player FM. We're there. LockedOnAngels.com is our website, a part of Fan Rag Sports. I got to get out of here, guys. Got to get ready for my week. Have a great Monday. Keep your heads up, guys. Opening day around the corner. Peace. that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is having a versatile high quality favorite feels great but having a whole closet full of them feels even better american giant puts the quality durability and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days from premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight french terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever whether you're dressing for work the gym or happy hour you're sure to find your next closet go-to from american giant and it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0.